0: Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern. My name is Mush Hughes. I'm Lee Northup.
1: And I'm Leah Hartman.
0: And together, we talk to makers and artists to learn more about the stories behind their projects and creative journeys so far. Thanks for joining us here in the Tavern for chapter four, where all of our stories were told during the 2023 Catskill Mountain Maker Camp in East Durham, New York. Tom Breslin, also known as the Phoenix Woodshop, is a soon-to-be-retired New York City fire officer hailing from Long Island, New York. We actually met Tom at WorkbenchCon earlier in the year, but never found time to sit down and record, so we were delighted to find that opportunity to kick things off at MakerCamp this year. Lee and Leah talked with Tom about investing in oneself, the excitement, responsibility, and necessity of finding purpose past retirement, and the power of connection, vulnerability, and gratitude.
2: Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Storyteller's Tavern. We are so excited to be back in the Catskills at Maker Camp 2023. I'm so excited to be back here um, with Leah. And Leah, how are you today? Hello,
1: I am so great. I'm so excited to be here. It's amazing.
2: And you're filling in for Mush. She's on assignment right now.
1: I am. Um, he really is. His job is very important right now. Um, I wish he could be here, but I'm delighted to step in and do what I can to support the pod.
2: And we're so like, it's just I'm giddy to be back here at Maker Camp and it's all of the friends, all of the people. And our first guest tonight is Tom and Tom, um, Tom from Phoenix Woodshop. And Tom, we met you at uh, Workbench WorkbenchCon last year, and we're so excited to have you. So welcome to the pod.
3: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
2: So like we do, we just love to know who you are, what you are, what you make, and um, let's get started that way.
3: Okay. Uh, well, it was nice meeting you down in WorkbenchCon and uh, Mush as well, but uh, Leah, it's uh, lovely to see it's you. great to meet you. Um, my name is Tom Breslin. I am the face behind the Phoenix Woodshop but I don't show my face very often because uh, I'm a New York City fire officer. And uh, until I'm finished with the fire department, I'm gonna stay in the background a little bit and just let my work show. And I have a CNC laser, uh, CNC router, a Shipoko um, Pro XXL, which I do, uh, sign making. I make a lot of American flags for police officers, for firefighters, fire officers, promotions, retirements, and uh, I'm not making a lot of money because I'm giving it all away. So.
2: <laughs> but And that's one of the things that why we do this is we do it because we love it, not because it's gonna it's gonna make us a million dollars or whatever, and that's when we met you at Workbench, we, we kind of felt your heart is, this isn't something that he's doing 24 hours a day because he's trying to make the bank. He's, he's doing this because he loves it.
3: Oh, absolutely, and uh, I just worked on uh, two pieces which were for friends of mine in the fire department. It was actually for their fathers who are military veterans. They were both uh, in Vietnam. They were both uh, combat uh, soldiers. And I ended up uh, making a, uh, thank you for your service, American flag, with their um, military patch on it. And it meant so much to each one of the guys that, you know, even if I put the price tag that I thought it should be, uh, it's worth so much more to them. And it's really, Putting a price tag on it uh, would almost be insulting. So I was just happy to do it.
2: So let's talk about you as a gift giver because that's kind of where the direction that you're going in and I absolutely love the Christmas morning when you know that you have the perfect gift and you, you've done it right and you've like you, you wait for that person to open up the present so where did that start for you like and that had to be some deep-rooted like was there a gift that you got at some point in your life was there somebody that gave you something that really touched you or what was what was that all about how to get started
3: well I think it started when I was uh really interested in uh, crafting and I was probably 6th or 7th grade I discovered my dad's 1965 Craftsman router nice. and I started routing out Van Halen signs <laughs> and Motley <laughs> Crew. and I was the kid that would make uh, something personal and give it to a friend as opposed to sticking $5 in the card and saying here you go Mm -hmm. Um, I think I probably got hazed a little bit for that but you know I was 12 so I thought I was giving I've got to
2: push back on that a little bit like you're making Motley Crue signs (laughs) in your garage with a router and somebody's making fun of you for it because to me that's really freaking cool
3: well I, I thought so I enjoyed it a lot I asked my dad hey you know can I use your router and he said you know Just be careful of your fingers, don't put them near the spindle. And- uh, (laughs) Isn't that all the rules we need in the workshop is just be careful of your fingers? Don't hurt
1: yourself. (laughs) So how did you go from making those signs to where you are today?
3: Um, It's been uh, a lot of different directions. And what I've done uh, was had a whole host of careers, finally um, started working for the city. And then it was time for me to transition uh, out of what I was doing. And I see a lot of guys in my profession, they really, they retire from being a uh, fireman, they retire from being a cop, and they have no direction. I wanted some direction. So as I was talking to my wife and saying, I want to be active in retirement. And I know that my body's breaking down. I can't do all the things that I want to do. But I told her, I said, you know, I'm watching these guys on YouTube and they're doing the things that I did when I was a kid. But there's a machine that makes it so much sharper. I said, I want to get one of those machines. So I saved a little money and I bought a CNC. And I was able to do what I wanted to back in 1984 in 2020. So I finally got there. So
2: back to the dad thing. You didn't just pick up the router from your garage and be like, I'm going to make a Motley Crue sign. Like, was it your dad that was making stuff? Was it your mom that was making stuff? Who was making stuff that you saw like, I'm not just going to go to the store and buy something for my friends. I'm going to go make something like, who were the influences that you had in your life that kind of brought that up?
3: I don't know anybody specific. However, I was always creating. I was the kid that uh, would try to make the kite on a windy day out of the garb- uh, garbage bag um, and try to make it work, even if there was no wind. Um, I was always coloring, I was always drawing. Uh, I I wanted to go in more of an art direction. Um, being from a blue collar family, that really wasn't encouraged. But uh, my dad um, is very handy and my dad, uh, my mom and dad, they would buy houses, flip them or rent them, because my dad was a city fireman also. So my mom would find the house, they would buy it somehow. We would go work on it as a family on uh, Friday nights, Saturdays and Sundays, we would be doing bath and kitchen renos. So I had hands-on already, but I think the creativity uh, was always there and it was just a matter of finding the avenue where I could express it.
2: So the Phoenix Woodshop, talk to me a little bit about the Phoenix and what that's all about.
3: So I am currently a lieutenant at Ladder 5 in Greenwich Village in New York City. There, our Motto, call sign, logo is the phoenix rising up out of the ashes. Um, ladder five, the company itself has risen out of the ashes uh, through tragedies, and I just wanted to transcend. I I was ready to make a move from um, being uh, supervisor, leader to you know being a creator being a maker and uh, expressing myself through wood through metal uh, acrylic uh, whatever it is
2: so as we sit here at maker camp um, you and I met at workbench Con. what is what does maker camp mean to you what do these people mean to you
3: Well, last year was the first year that I showed up to Maker Camp. Uh, I I made it my vacation, and I told my wife, I'm following all these guys, uh, I'm following all these girls, Uh, I want to go up there, and I want to learn, I want to um, see what they're doing, I want to socialize with them, I want to network, and I want to see if this is going to be a business or it's going to be an extreme hobby. I came up here and I fell in love with it right away. It was hands-on. Uh, it it was uh, people interacting, friendly, and uh, I kind I did feel like an outsider because I didn't really know anybody. Uh, and I know for a lot of people, a lot of makers, they're creative, maybe a little bit of an introvert, uh, maybe unsure of how friendly they can be, and on Instagram or uh, YouTube funniest personable person in the world and then you try to have a conversation with them and you're carrying the conversation (laughs) so like anything else it's um, you know I was outside of my comfort zone but uh, I just I I knew these were my people this was my scene Uh, unfortunately I had just gotten over uh, hip surgery and uh, I was waiting on shoulder surgery, so like I'm I'm staring at the forge tent mm-hmm. right now. I, mean, I want to be in there. I want to be swinging a hammer and, and shaping metal. And, and
2: instead, you're talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> you should be doing something.
3: I can't do it. Uh, I got uh, I had, I had shoulder surgery uh, last December. I was at the doctor this morning, and uh, it's I have to learn to take care of myself health-wise. Uh, mentally spiritually it's important
2: yeah the self self self-care piece is is very real
3: and being here is part of the self-care because i get to invest in myself see other creators see what they're doing talk to them learn from them and um, it's been great and i've been able to improve the products that i put out from seeing and experiencing what they're doing. So it's great, and they share.
2: So Leah, he talks about the whole community piece, and mm-hmm. I've just gotta give a shout out, like you and I met here, like great. not at this table, but metaphorically at this table. Um, and here we are co-hosting this podcast together, so I can <laughs> deeply relate to what Tom's saying about like this is our tribe, these are our people, and it's, it's really special to be here again at Maker Camp.
1: I totally agree. Uh, I have a follow up question for you. Um, You mentioned that you came last year wondering, hoping to find an answer to the question like, is this going to be my next step or is this going to be my side hustle and extreme hobby? So I'm wondering, like, what is next? If you're squinting at the future, what do you see for yourself?
3: Well, this is one of the reasons why when I saw Lee uh, send out uh, on Instagram, if you're interested, DM me, I DM'd him right away because I had uh, met uh, Lee and Mush. At the uh, workbench con, mm-hmm. and uh, really um, a lot of uh, information. Not exactly like uh, Maker Camp. It's a little less hands-on, but it's uh, a lot of learning. And um, they said they, you know, if you have a story to tell, tell the story. So I told Mush my story. Uh, Briefly, and they're like, "That's great. We're getting to a plane in like 20 minutes. We can't, <laughs> we can't record it." I'm like, "All right." I'm like, "I got no problem talking." So, if uh, and they said Maker Camp, if you go going, we'll see you there. That's great.
2: And and here we are together. And here we are. It's awesome. So you're kicking off the Maker Camp extravaganza. Like this is chapter four of Storytellers Tavern, um, Leah. I just want to jump to you for a second, and like, over the last year, what has what has Maker Camp and this thing meant for you?
1: Mm, uh, for me, over the past year, it has just felt like a daily dose of a creative jolt. Like, I met so many people last year that I now follow. I met so many people who I'd followed previously, and so seeing them like in my phone every day feels like that creative inspiration that I need every day to remind me why the work that i do is important why it matters for the students that i serve um, why it helps to bolster their own creative confidence so i guess i would turn that to you now Um, i'm wondering like who are your who are the people that you are excited about now learning from or where do you get your creative inspiration
3: that's a great question there's uh, so many inspirational people uh that i follow Um, I was telling uh, Chris from a glimpse inside, I said, you know, thank you to him for giving me inspiration for all the small business operations and behind the scenes uh, to show me that, you know, even though I don't have a dedicated work area, I'm in my basement, I'm in my garage, I'm in a closet, wherever it takes me, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to follow the project through. Um, There's uh, Chris Powell from Full Steam Designs. I watched video after video of Chris going through uh, designs and inlays on his uh, FrankenPosto, which is a Shipoko extension. It's an extra large CNC platform, but it was the software that I was using. Now I'm a little older. I'm 52, I didn't grow up with computers. I'm a two-click guy. If I can't get in two clicks, I'll call you or I'll drop you off the piece of paper. (laughs) So when my kid's school asked me to upload, scan, and email it, I'll show up and I'll give you the piece of paper. (laughs) So watching these guys just, i would just rewind and play and those guys were great and then uh last year i specifically went over to the total boat tent to learn how to mix the epoxy pour it out properly because i bought it and i read the directions and it started um hypothermal hardening i don't know even what it is but when I see smoke coming out of something, I know it's not good. <laughs> spoken like a true fireman.
2: So where do you, I, I know we talked about this earlier, I asked you this question, but what do the next five years hold for Tom? Like you, you talked about retirement and you talked about kind of walking away from that is is making stuff a full-time gig. How do you give back? Because it does... We started the podcast with this spirit of giving, like, and that's where, as we sit here, that's where your heart is. Like, I I feel that. Um, How do you you give? Where do you go? What do you do? I know that's a big question.
3: No, that's a great question. And I think that's a question that everybody needs to ask themselves um, because you want to have a purpose. And I don't want to, I've had jobs where I just showed up and I did work and I hated it. And I had to figure out how do I get out of that. I've been fortunate to uh, work over 20 years with the New York City Fire Department and help a lot of people. And um, but at the end of the day, you have you're going to leave that job. So I'd like to leave on my own terms, and I'd like to do my own things. So in the future, you know reaching out to you lee and you being so gracious to you know host me today and and, you know i i'm extremely grateful and humble that i'm able to be the first one of uh, 2023 on uh, storytellers tavern Um, i would like to explore podcasting i'd like to explore going on to youtube Um, i believe that i need to be finished with um, my role and responsibilities with the city first Uh, Being a guest is different than running your own podcast. Um, And I have some pretty talented uh, family members. My older son is uh, looking to become a filmmaker and he's in college right now studying film. And he's talking about, he wants to get uh, microphones for a podcast. So I'm gonna be talking to you about, you know, what make and model this is. Uh, My younger son is uh, involved in Broadway theater and wants to stay on the east coast and he wants to audition and he wants to perform so whether he's on stage or off stage uh, i know that he'll be successful and um, i want to continue learning i want to continue improving i want to continue to take other forms of creating so it's the phoenix wood shop but i do a lot of stuff with acrylic and I'm I'm um, I'm using a diamond drag bit to do um, firefighter badges, police badges, officer badges, and it's great, and it, it really makes it look sharp. So I kind of pigeonholed myself by saying wood shop. Sure. I would love to get into metal, but I I just know physically right now uh, metal is going to be a little challenging. But I also have to allow myself the time to learn.
2: And I love. Leah as we talk and we we kind of wrap this thing up with Tom like the city servant piece is something that we've we've never had and spoken like a true fireman Mm -hmm. or like a a true like just servant of the city like he just wants to get back he just wants to do his thing like just wants to learn he just wants to make he wants to create he wants to get back it's all so so good it's so good
1: I was just gonna say if you are excited to think about what podcasting might look like in your future or YouTube like you are definitely in the right place there are so many people for you to learn from here it's gonna be an exciting couple days for you Um, where can listeners go to learn more about
3: you? I'm on Instagram at the Phoenix woodshop and there's uh, an underscore between the Phoenix and woodshop Uh, I do have a website which is um, the Phoenix woodshop all one word.com and uh, I hope in the near future to uh, maybe be on YouTube Uh, but that you know, I, I think it's the next chapter. Maybe that's the next podcast. Awesome. Keep an eye out for it. So
2: as we do in the Tavern, we're going to ask you to close us out with a toast. So it um, sounds like you have something that you thought of, and we'll raise our glasses and close this out.
3: Well, first I'd like to say thank you to uh, Lee and Leah and Mush, wherever you are, uh, and the, uh, the Storyteller uh, Tavern podcast. And, uh, in my Irish heritage, may the road rise to meet you, may the rain fall softly on your fields, and may God hold you in his hands until we meet again. Cheers. Cheers.
2: All right, and, uh, we got some bonus content for you, so it's still day three. But actually, now it's day one, Leah, and we're back to chapter one. So this is bonus content from day three, but back to episode one, and Tom's back here with us. Welcome back,
3: Tom. Thank you, thank you for having me.
2: And um, Tom comes up, we had just finished our first episode of the morning, and um, Tom comes back, and he's like, I got something for you, and um, Tom, why don't you just set the stage?
3: Well, you guys were so amazing. Thank you so much. Um, uh, So I'm still working, and I'm not making full time, I can't do much for people, but uh, I, my superpower, if I have one, is uh, I'm a fireman from New York City, and not many people can do that. So, I got your firehouse shirt from my firehouse, ladder five, and um, everybody seems to like that. And uh, I just wanted to give you an expression of my gratitude and thanks because me so much and Leah you shared with me um, something personal and I shared that with my wife and um, it was uh, it was a connection so um, for you to share emotion and uh, your personality it's God in you talking to God in me and um, that seems to be working more in my life today. And that's what Maker Camp is. So I also have to thank Jimmy DiResta, because this isn't the Catskill Mountain Maker Camp. To me, this is Jimmy Deresta's family party. And that's what everybody's doing is they're connecting and they're reaching out. So this year I came up with no expectation. And after doing the podcast and you asking me what I would like to do in the next five years, I connected with both of you. Uh, I connected with Mush down at um, WorkbenchCon, and he took the time to listen. So Lee, I want to thank you for probably having the most understated strength around, and that's listening, because a lot of people want to be heard, and that's why they craft and make, because they have something to say and something to express it. So I left you guys, and I went two and a half hours down to New York City. I went back to work. So at work, I'm not on the fire truck anymore. I can't do what I want to do. So what did I do? I went online. I went to the Storyteller podcast, and I went down a rabbit hole. And I stu- And what got me was your talk with Jess Crowe.
2: So, there they go, the chill is down my back. So, yeah. So,
3: I went down to WorkbenchCon specifically to learn how to network, learn uh, about social media, because I'm a dinosaur. If it's not two clicks, I can't do it. And I learned a lot. But then I took Jess's class. Immediately, I had a connection to her. And I don't know why, but it was kind of like a dog whistle. You can't hear the frequency unless you're a dog. Well, I heard a dog whistle and I connected with Jess. And I might have been, you know, the creepy fanboy going around, which, you know, there's a lot of fanboys here today and, you know, I gotta have my picture with that guy. He's awesome. But when I heard your podcast and you started with a warning that there were triggers, all of a sudden I knew that I connect so next month is a milestone for me I celebrate um, 34 years uh, without drinking
2: congratulations thank wow. you
3: um, but when I heard Jess's story I knew we had more of a connection than just making and our ex- my experience at storyteller podcast uh, day one, it it ignited God in me from being with you two. So I, I just want to thank you with the humblest thanks, and, and I am on the way up here. Just the gratitude was just beaming. And um, you know, if I we weren't able to do this, I was just happy to give you something that I could give. I mean, I after this, I have one more thing to give you, but I, I don't want to talk about it. But um, I, I just thank you for allowing me to share because that's what connects me with people, is sharing.
2: Tom, what you're talking about is exactly the reason why we started this project, is to be able to make those connections to, for people to be able to tell their stories, for people to be able to listen to other stories. And I am so excited that this is episode one um, and that this... While we're on the last day, this is the first episode that people are going to hear. These, these, this is the first one, and this sets the stage for the rest of the chapter. And um, thank you for the gift. Thank you for your heart. Thank you for the kind words. Um, thanks for being a part of this project.
3: Uh, thank you. You, uh, you guys ignited something in me that is fantastic. So I have more connection with more people, and uh, that's what this is all about.
1: I am, I'm just so grateful, I will cherish this more than, more than I can even say, more than I can articulate. You are just such a gift to this community and I am so excited to watch what comes next for you. I just, it's gonna be amazing.
2: And so I think Leah, would you like to lead us out in a toast? Because Tom I did the last one. I not have it
1: one. in me. Oh, my god. Okay, well,
2: then I'll, I'll, I'm just going to – This I know this is a weird one because um, Tom did the first one. I'm going to do the second one. But um, I'm going to raise a cup and um, cheers to Tom and Connections.
3: Thank you. Cheers.
0: We just heard from Tom Breslin. You can learn more about him and what he's doing by following him on Instagram at the underscore phoenix underscore woodshop or by visiting thephoenixwoodshop.com. That does it for this episode of the Storyteller's Tavern. We hope you enjoyed and will join us next time. Until then, you can find us on Instagram at sttavernpod or at sttavernpod.com. Please consider subscribing to hear all episodes from this and future chapters, and consider rating or reviewing us wherever you get in these episodes. We had some tremendously generous support in making this chapter of the Storyteller's Tavern happen. Thank you to Turtleboat. Boat. Not only do they make wonderful resin, paint, varnish, and all sorts of other stuff for makers and DIYers, but they're just outright good people. Check out what they've got at TotalBoat.com. A major thank you goes out to The Tasting Lab in Greenville, New York, right next to Maker Camp in East Durham. Please stop by the next time you're in town to check them out or visit TheTastingLab.com to learn more. Finally, the biggest thank you goes out to Austin, Maker Camp, and the Blackthorn family, both for your support of this show and for putting on Maker Camp. The community has been and will continue to be positively impacted by your love and support for years to come. Visit CatskillMountainMakersCamp.com to learn more and get tickets for next year as soon as they're available. If you'd like to help support this show directly, you can do so by visiting Patreon.com slash STTavernPod. The Storyteller's Tavern is an independent production of Lee Northrop and me, Mush Hughes. This chapter also features Leah Hartman on the mic, to whom I am as forever indebted as I am immeasurably grateful. Music and episode production done by me, and you can find Lee, Leah, and me on Instagram at thetinkerteacher, Leah.learning, and Makermush, respectively. Finally, if you or a maker you know have a story that you'd like to share at the tavern or just want to drop us a line, you can send us a message on Instagram or reach out to us at contact at sttavernpod.com. Until next time, keep making cool stuff, do good, and be well.